there and welcome to the podcast Biblical Question. You can find out more about us by going to biblicalquestion.com and there you can contact us and find out more information about us. And today we're going uh, to talk about a prophet some thought was the Christ. There was a television show oh, 10 years or so back that I used to watch and they would take a, a famous person and they would have them do an, an everyday task. And one of those I recall was Leanne Ryan. She's, a, for those who don't know, she's a country music singer. Very popular in her day. She might still be. I have no idea. But she would be playing a waitress in this restaurant. And of course, she would do a lot of things to make people wonder what was wrong with her. And then somebody would say, you know what, you, you look like Leanne Rhymes. Or whoever the famous person was playing this gag, they, they might say things back, well, you know, I get that an awful lot. And that was the name of the show, if I remember correctly. I get that a lot. You know, I don't know about anybody else. Has ever happened to you, somebody would say, hey, you look like, and you fill in the blank. I know I have not. But, you know, Jesus was faced with this way of thinking. As we read here in Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 15. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples, Who do the people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Well, some say John the Baptist, and others Elijah, but still others Jeremiah are one of the prophets. And Jesus would say to them, but who do you say that I am? You know, to me, it's very interesting how people looked at Jesus and, and thought. Jesus looked and acted like a prophet. Or maybe how the, the prophets of the past, they looked and acted like Christ. And this should really be the challenge for all of us who claim to be Christian, flying that flag, saying we're a Christian, to say, would people see Christ in you or me? You know, Jeremiah and the other prophets, I would think it's the least studied book, least understood book, perhaps of the Old Testament, maybe the entire Bible. You know, when we in the Lord's Church, we, we seem to focus really hard on the New Testament. And those who have listened to the podcast in the past kind of understand my feelings on that. I think most of us have probably studied, in some detail anyway, the first five books or so of the Old Testament. Maybe some people are really into studying the book of Psalms. But for whatever unknown reason to me, the prophets are, seem to be really overlooked most of the time. I've asked people, what do you know about the prophets? Can you name a prophet? And most of the time I really kind of get this dare into the headlights look. I just get a, a stare like nobody's home. So I might narrow it down and ask a question, what do you know about Jeremiah? Well, most of the time, then I'll get a response along the lines, well, didn't he write something about the new covenant? Well, yes, actually he did. And a few people might recall or state, well, he's the weeping prophet. But they beyond that doesn't seem to really go any deeper in conversation. 
I've read today here where some writers think that Jeremiah was a complete failure because he preached for 40 years and failed to convert one person back to God. And yes, his message was really kind of one of a turn or burn. There's another message, though, out of the book. It is one that, for those who repent and turn to God, He will bless you and He will keep you safe. Nowhere do I read a Jeremiah changed anyone's lives. Even his own personal family really didn't probably want much to do with him. To call Jeremiah, though, a failure really is wrong. When people today in the church do this, I, I really struggle with it. I recall a missionary that was in England at one time, and he would send out in emails and letters and, and for those who were supporting him. And he got a response one day back uh, from a congregation that was sending him money. The letter said something along the lines, We can no longer support your work there because you have failed to immerse or baptize anyone close to two years now. We think we can support other mission work somewhere else and get more bang for our buck. And the missionary, the man, he, he responded back in his email, Well, for the past two years I have read your bulletins. You have emailed them to me, and I have always read them. Your records show a decline in Sunday morning worship. I have never read a single Bible study in progress there. Nor have I read about a single baptism in your weekly bulletins. I don't know about the bang for the buck from Scripture, but if you think that some of the greatest preachers of the Bible converted everyone they talked to, then you need to reread your Bible. Jesus himself did not persuade everyone that he spoke to. Rather, they killed him for preaching the good news. Do I need to talk about Noah? Or how about Jeremiah? Or, in fact, about any other prophet? The leadership read his email and they responded back, Well, keep up the good work, brother. We're increasing your support. You know, Jeremiah wrote some real terror tear-jerking words about the city of Jerusalem and, and its falling, with a heart worn on his sleeve for all to see. He has a heart for the Word of God and the message that God told him to tell. He shows courage where most people would never dare to go. He devoted his complete life to God in delivering that message. And God in return would give Jeremiah complete protection. Jeremiah, I'm not saying he didn't get thrown in jail. I'm not saying he didn't get thrown in the cistern, but God did protect him. And Jeremiah ran for his, his personal life. He, he always turned back to God. And there's a few times he, he's speaking, and he'll say, I am never going to talk about you again, God. He had hard times too, but he'd always turn back and start teaching again. But now more than ever, really my hero of the Bible, Jeremiah, we need more men like him. 
Romans chapter 15 verse 4 says, For whatever was written in early times was written for our instruction, so that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Folks, there, there here is a very reason we need to study our Old Testament. The Old Testament, according to the Apostle Paul, says, gives us hope. In the study in the book of Jeremiah, we, we learn so much about what's going on in the day and time. You can read this book from several views, really. You can read it from God's point of view, from Jeremiah's point of view, the people of the day's point of view, the invading king, and the king of Jerusalem, of Israel. It's probably one of the best written books from a point of view that you get a completely uh, viewpoint from everybody that's really involved in the day and time. The people and the king had really given up on God. They have fallen uh, to trusting into false gods. They fell into trusting in their money or their wealth. However, Jeremiah, he never gives up because God continues to try to get the people to repent. The book of Jeremiah starts off around 627 B.C. and ends around 586 B.C. So around 41 years Jeremiah preached as we read here in the first chapter in the first three verses. The words of Jeremiah, the priest who were in, in the land of Benjamin to whom the the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judea, in the thirteenth year of his reign. Well, that's some really great detail. You can really narrow this down. That's why we know the dates of this book. Verse 3, It came also in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, the king of Judah, until the end of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, the king of Judah, until the exile of Jerusalem in the fifth month. For most of this time, Jeremiah, he's been preaching to the people to stop worshiping idols and false gods. Stop trusting in Egypt and to save you from the invading army of the north. Brother, they needed to put their trust in God and try as hard as they could. He could get the message through. Stop taking advantage of widows and orphans. For whatever reasons, they really don't want to do that. In chapter 13, verse 22, it says here, If you say in your heart, Why have these things happened to me? Because of the magnitude of your iniquity, your skirts have been removed, and your heels have been exposed. Really, this verse sums up pretty much the book. They're spiritually, they're naked. God is not speaking to just anyone here. God is speaking to people who claim to know him and be his people, to be in a covenant relationship. The same application and question could be asked for people today under the new covenant. So, what was the task of Jeremiah? Well, back again in chapter 1, verse 10. See, I have appointed you this day over the nations and over the kingdoms to pluck up and to break down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build 
and to plant. The people have become so wicked, so evil, so bad, that God says they have to be destroyed. And as Jeremiah would speak words of judgment against the people, Jeremiah was also planting seeds for a future of hope. See, we need to understand there are people who claim to be in a relationship with God. And these people in the day of Jeremiah, uh, they really thought themselves to be the chosen people of God. The same people that were brought out of Egypt, brought into the land of milk and honey. Their enemies were destroyed before their eyes, and not by their own power or military might, but really rather by God's hand, himself personally, was involved in helping them in their campaign to take the promised land and live in it. And now they have wandered away so far away from God, they, they cannot be helped by God anymore. Their sin has become so horrible, God has allowed the northern tribes to be overran. The northern tribes uh, should have been a warning to the southern tribes, but the people were really very ignorant in their thinking that no matter what, God would not let the city of Jerusalem be overtaken. And what a painful mistake they may would make on that. They're so wrong in thinking that time frame of God would never allow Jerusalem to be taken over. But this is the same time frame, folks, that that Daniel will be taken into Babylon. It's in the middle of the once and mighty Jerusalem. It will fall. And Jeremiah is preaching will come true. Because the preacher was telling it how God told him to say it. I've often thought how terrible it must have been for the people to, to stick their noses in the air. Thinking, well, maybe we won't get that far behind. And that God will always take care of us no matter how I live and act and talk. I've had to ask myself personally, you know, where am I headed? Would somebody confuse me as being Christ-like? I cannot fall into this false sense of security as the people in the days of Jeremiah did. God would not destroy me or walk away from me to a point of, of turning me around to being a, a repentive sinner and focusing again on him. I can't walk around as living and doing whatever I want and saying whatever I want. We really need to rethink the lifestyles that we see around us in our world today. We must pay attention to our own spiritual lives. We need to be more like Jeremiah, who without fear did the work of the Lord. Jeremiah started preaching really at a very young age and so I say to those young people listening who would say, I'm too young to preach. And I would say, wrong. You need to read Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 5 through 9, to back up my thought here. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, 
I consecrated you. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Alas, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, because I am just a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am a youth, because everywhere I send you, you shall go. All that I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you, and I will deliver you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord stretched out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. You know, just as Jesus did with the apostles to, to go out and preach the good news and make disciples of all men, God sends Jeremiah out into the world as a youth to spread the message of God. And notice here in verse 7, God says, I am with you. That's the same exact words that Jesus would say to the apostles, for I am with you, as he would give them the great commission. God would send Jeremiah to perhaps places Jeremiah would have preferred not to go. And nevertheless, Jeremiah went, he proclaimed the message of God, and that message that he had been sent to teach to the temple, to the king's home, and prison, into a place where human sacrifices were being offered. As we focus as Jeremiah to our friends and our family, neighbors, co-workers, and even those we really don't always want to be around, are we focused to proclaim the gospel message of salvation to the lost souls around us? Are we afraid? Are we afraid we will lose a friend, a business deal. If we're afraid, then we're showing perhaps the lack that we have in trust in Christ. It's easy to be afraid, I understand, and so does, I'm sure, Jeremiah. But we should have some peace in our lives knowing that Christ is with us. Maybe we give up easily when people laugh at us. Perhaps we really need to be more like Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 20 verse 10 says, For I have heard the whispering of many, terror on every side. Denounce him. Yes, let us denounce him. All my trusted friends watching for my fall say, Perhaps he will be deceived, and so that we may prevail against him and take our revenge on him. <laughs> Even Jeremiah's closest friends wanted his head, his own parents, his family. But yet the boldness of Jeremiah shines through. It's really clear as you study the book. Any of you think it's horrible to be teased about your faith? I, I doubt anyone listening, in America at least, have received death threats from close family or friends for preaching and teaching the gospel, for proclaiming Jesus and who he is. And I know we have listeners in, in countries uh, where Christianity is illegal. And thank you for listening. I want to encourage you, and I pray for you every day. Hopefully we all could understand why the king might be bad at, mad at this message, but his whole family... I. I don't know. 
you would hope that your closest family would, would support you. But that's not always the case. Jeremiah chapter 20 verse 11. But the Lord is with me like a champion. Therefore my, my persecutors will stumble and not prevail. They will be utterly ashamed because they have failed with an everlasting disgrace that will not be forgiven. Wow. You see, God sees Jeremiah as a warrior. That's what Jeremiah says. Does God see you and me as warriors? We all need to be warriors for the gospel. We all need to be warriors for the truth of the word of God. We've all been commanded to tell what God has done for us. And sometimes people may not like that message. Sometimes people may mock you. But no matter what people might throw at us, we need to know and understand that God will always be there beside us. I certainly hope that God would see me as a man like Jeremiah. I hope and pray for those who have been persecuted in, in countries that you would continue to be strong and have a strong prayer life, trust in the Lord. And those who are, we have freedom of religion, that you would exercise that before it's taken away. That you would teach others the truth of the gospel. Encourage them and pray with them and, and show them who Jesus really is. That he's not this indulgent grandfather or like Santa Claus that our society has made him out to be. He's not in the cradle anymore. He grew up and he suffered and he died. He bled for us, for the forgiveness of our sins. And he walked out of that tomb three days later, proving that he was God and that death had no control over him. And death really doesn't have control over us if we're in Christ. I hope and pray that you'll continue to listen to our podcast. I appreciate everybody listening and tuning in. We continue to pray for the persecuted church around the world. I hope that you'll pray for us, that we can bring messages that are encouraging to you and would help you grow spiritually as well. And Tell a friend about us. And now, may God bless you and may he have the glory.